Welcome to Grace in the Shadows. This is Dr. Marla Beeler and Dr. J. Dr. Jonathan Beeler. And we would like to shout out to Frankfurt, Germany today. Yay, Yay, Germany. Frankfurt. Thank you so much for listening, downloading, and sharing. We just appreciate all the new listeners that we have gotten lately and all the ones that have continued. You've been with us since the beginning. We're so excited. Thank you so much. Uh, we would like to tell you that you can now become a partner with us. You can sponsor us monthly. Um, there is a link in our show notes about that, becoming a, a supporter of our show or a sponsor of our show. We also are an affiliate of Covenant, uh, Covenant Eyes, if I can say it. Can you share about Covenant Eyes? Covenant Eyes is a, is a company that uh, basically has created uh, porn blockers, yes. blockers for inappropriate material. Right. Um, whether a person's addicted to pornography or tempted uh or children or adolescents getting on technology, yes. that temptation is very real. I mean, there's pop-ups. You can mm-hmm. be very innocently yeah. looking online for something, and uh, all of a sudden, a pop-up comes up. Right. And I think that uh, it's a very powerful tool mm-hmm. to deter any uh, uh, wrongdoings there that could really be damaging. Absolutely. So there is a link yep. in our show notes. If you click on that and you use the promo code GRACE, 1998, you will get one month free of Covenant Eyes Porn Blocker. And it can be used on your phone, your computer, your iPad, and it just will give you some more security. Um, and then also deter any, you know, possible addictions or such to have that on there. So do check that out in our yes. show notes. Uh, and you and we also have an Etsy store where we have Grace in the Shadows merchandise along with some other things. And it is shadowsofgrace.etsy.com. Uh, That is also in the show notes. And you may say, why on earth are you doing all of this to get money for the show? Are you trying to get, you know, trying to get rich with this podcast? No, No, we are not. All the money that we collect for this show, we are saving and we are going to put towards a ministry or a calling that we feel that God is preparing us to do. And that is a ministry to reach out to pastors, ministers, evangelists, missionaries, people that are burned out in the ministry and their families. Yes, because sometimes there's a huge battle going around of of people that are in the ministry. You want to share a little bit about that? No, it's not just a battle. We are. Yeah. Uh, The Lord, uh, through the Apostle Paul in Ephesians, says that we're in a spiritual warfare. We're all in that. Yes. Uh, but it just happens that pastors or leaders mm-hmm. are the ones that are kind of feeding the flock. Yes. And leading the flock. And if you're the enemy, you're going to go for the top person. Definitely. In rank. Yes. I guess you could say. That's right. And uh, so Satan is really trying to discourage, attack, create division, mm-hmm. create false teaching, create burnout yeah. within discouragement for pastors, teachers, elders, uh, missionaries, mm-hmm. evangelists, and families. Yeah, and uh, he's doing quite a quite a good job with that. Yes, he is. Yeah. And we come to this with firsthand knowledge because Jonathan was a pastor uh, for several years. Yeah. Our kids grew up as PKs, and I grew up. I'm not, I didn't grow What's up a PK. A a pastor's kid. Pastor kid. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you do. And of course, I was a pastor's wife, and we always did things together. I would always go into church and say, "Well, I'm not going to do much," and then I would jump in and do <laughs> stuff with you. So, it, their burnout is real, and ministry. Uh, these these families, these mm-hmm. pastors, need to be ministered to. So that is why we're doing all these promo codes and subscriptions and things like that because we would love 
up to someday have enough money to get a place where we could use that as like a ministry to those people where they can get counseling and rest. And that's what we're looking for. Yeah. So, yeah, I think Definitely. it would be super good. Absolutely. You can check out our website, graceintheshadowsor.org. You can email us, Dr. Jonathan at graceintheshadowsor.org. You can text or call 251-244-4645. We would love to hear from you if you have prayer requests, if you have suggestions of things we can cover. If you have critiques, we would love to hear that from you too, because we want to make this podcast glorify God, and we want it to be a ministry that reaches out to people. So if you have critiques, or praises. We would love to hear that. All right. All right. Weird facts. Okay, let's do it. The only letter that doesn't appear in the periodic table is J. Well, you know. A lot of letters. Did you memorize Oh, my word. Yes, I hated that. (laughs) It just didn't make logical sense to me. I am not a scientific person. I am just not. I'm more like a English language arts type person Mm -hmm. and those classes, I did okay in them. I had the dickens of a time learning that chart. You know, mm. my teacher, Miss Stahl, sixth <laughs> grade. I know sixth grade is like a big one. They you were, had to learn it in sixth grade? Yeah, but I couldn't remember. I had a hard time memorizing that. And I didn't realize Jay wasn't in there. I'm I not, didn't either. There were a lot of letters. I'm just not. Math, science, no, 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 not for me. And that, that, table i just couldn't make it make sense but i know some of you that are listening are really really good at that kind of stuff so if you have suggestions for anybody of how to learn that table do it but remember there is no j (laughs) another weird fact if a polar bear and a grizzly bear mate their offspring is called a pizzy bear (laughs) okay do you think they have ever yes they have they wouldn't have it on here well i guess (laughs) yeah well grizzly bears are definitely in alaska are they? And oh, Marla, Doctor B, Doctor Marla. Know, but there was only polar bears there, no. so I'm learning all kind of interesting information. There to are, me. they have a bear island, Grizzly Island, I think, really? in in Alaska. I'd like to go, not get too close. No, it would be cool uh, to like to fly over it, look at the yeah, bears, but definitely know. not get too close. But uh, yeah, and there's definitely polar okay. bear around there. So look, pizzy well, bear. Okay, busy bears. All right. That sounds kind of inappropriate. It does a little bit, but that's okay. Just be careful how you say it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. All right. Do you have another one? There was a two AI chat chat box created by Facebook to talk to each other, but they were shut down after they started communicating in a language they made for themselves. Oh, kind of like twins. I guess so. You know, twins kind of talk to each other with a different language. Nobody understands it. So that's what AI, that's kind of scary when you talk about AI, because that's artificial intelligence. they hear everything we're saying. They do. And, you know, we've always been staunch about not having one of those, what is it? You know, when you call out to it. Siri. Siri, Not Siri. The one in the house. I don't remember the name. I don't know. Y'all know what I'm talking about. We still have it. You can't get away from it. We don't have one in our house, but we, our computers, our phones listen to it. Siri listens to it. Well, yeah, they have some smart refrigerators, smart TVs. Yeah. Can't get away from it. It's kind of scary. I think that, well, that gets into the book of Revelation in the end times. uh, Yeah. uh, I think there's something there about connecting everyone so we can't run. Yeah, and we can't hide from the government and from leaders. It's, it's kind of scary. No, you're right. It really is. Okay. Absolutely. So, so I get off target, though. All right. Um, so what is our topic today, Dr. J? Well, I was going to do one more. Oh, you're going to do one more fact. Okay. Yeah. Oh, um, I'm sorry. I jumped the gun. 
the first movie ever to put out a motion picture soundtrack was Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Oh, whistle while you work. Okay. We'll I go can't on. whistle very well. Oh, you were I so can't lucky. either. I no, can't you do better either. than I do. Okay, so what's our topic today, Doctor Jay? We're going to do some narcissism. Okay, narcissism. Narcissism. I think yeah. it's a very interesting topic. It is an interesting topic, and and you hear about it a lot more than you used to. So either people are more aware of it, or there's more of it. More narcissists That's due to tough. society yeah. and things. Yeah. Definitely. All right. So let's get into it. So one of the most common roles in dysfunctional families yes. is, 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 the, is the fact that the narcissist is usually the center of it all. True. He or she is the one that is kind of delegating roles. Okay. You know, the narcissist is reared usually in a family and as a child mm-hmm. uh, in a way usually abusive. Right. Unfortunately. Which is very unfortunate. And, and so they come up with their own defense mechanism. Yeah, they're usually pretty powerful. And uh, one way of doing that is, a, is is protecting their emotions. They're usually very scared. They're very insecure. And they have a great fear of abandonment. Yes. And so instead of, of talking about their feelings in an honest way and dealing with them, they uh, become more offensive. Mm-hmm. And they create roles. And uh, basically, they uh, label yeah. label family members. So that they yeah. can control situations to give them power and narcissistic, uh, what is the narcissistic supply? Yeah. Mm. Uh, healthy families, parents, fairly emotionally stable and can provide support, encouragement, spouses, children, emotionally, encouragement, things like that. On the other hand, narcissists, parents, and, and family fuel their uh, personal fire within their family dynamic so that they can be the center of it. Okay. They use people. Yeah. They use them as tools so that they can feel better about themselves. And just to pop in here for a second, it's very, very important. You can pop in for a couple seconds. Thank you. I I appreciate that. You know, when our children are growing up, there's a tendency nowadays to let the babysitter be the technology and things yeah. like that. And I think that is allowing a lot of children to grow up as narcissists. Now, sometimes your children can grow up to be narcissists and it has nothing to do with anything you did. It's due to some environmental, yeah. uh, some, some um, just chemistry genetics. Right. Yeah. Like that. But it's very yeah. important as, as parents that we really pay attention to our children. We look for those cues. We mm-hmm. look for those, you know, personalities that are coming out that's trying to take over everything. And we don't discipline it out of them because that, you know, that's who they are. But we do work with them, teach, teach them and help them learn how to appropriately handle these situations and these personalities. Yep. So we're really, I mean, parent, the parental role is very, very important. And I know I'm not perfect. We are not perfect, but you've got to really spend time with your children and your family. So you can teach them. And most importantly, teach them about Jesus, most the word of God. Definitely yeah. the word of God, because God's word will definitely help. Oh yeah. With it's personality hard. situations. Yep. So yeah. You okay. know, one example of narcissist a parent, for instance, they may, they may fake an illness. Yes. Uh, or make it worse than it really is. So right. that they try to get manipulate the other spouse True. or the children to stay home. That sounds like a lifetime, maybe. 
It does. <laughs> and they say, well, if you go out with your boyfriend or you go out with your friends yeah. and I get more sick yeah. and, you know, I die from this, it's <sighs> all your fault. And that's manipulation. And it's harmful. It is very harmful. It is very harmful. Very so, harmful. Yeah. So, the, you know, one of the biggest things about a narcissistic family mm-hmm. is image. True. Yeah. Because it's very shallow. Yeah. Very shallow, at least from the narcissist standpoint. Right. And they're trying to look good. Yeah. It's all about appearances. Right. And, and, you know, who doesn't want to appear great, you know, good as a family, but that they really, really want to. This is exaggerated. Yeah. We all do to a degree. Oh, yeah. No one wants to look bad. No. But this is more of an extreme. It's like they're living a lot. Right. To the people outside of the family dynamic. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, neighbors, right? Uh, churches, yeah. Uh, businesses, mm-hmm. the narcissists, uh, the narcissists themselves mm-hmm. looks great. Yeah, true. Yeah. Model citizen, model citizen. Yeah. You know, so the so when they do this, you know, the one of the things they try to disguise their narcissistic, insecure, uh, fear of abandonment, mm-hmm. uh, insecurities, right, is through the image of a happy family. True. True. Where in reality, they're not happy at all. Well, and, and you know, you never know what's going on behind closed doors. You really don't. You know, they're not, in, the narcissist is not in touch with their emotions. No. And they make no attempt to fulfill the emotional needs of their children. Right. And so resentment, dissatisfaction mm-hmm. uh, from uh, family members yeah. is, not, uh, is not tolerated. True, true, true. The second thing they try to hide behind is success. Ah, they'll have lots of times they'll be appear to be very successful and they'll let you know it. <laughs> yeah. You call me doctor. Call me doctor. Now, like we say doctor, <laughs> Mar- Dr. Bill. You call me John. If it's oh, yeah. Please call me Marla. But, oh, you know, yeah. uh, you know, and there's nothing wrong if you earn it. I mean, yeah. but they will let you know how great they are. Right. We're the best in the world. I'm the greatest in the world at this. Yeah. Yeah, I know that about skiing. I'm the, I'm, you know, you went on a skiing trip. You know, my family went on a skiing trip and it was so great. Well, I, I've been on that. I'm the best skier there is out there. Right. I do. I went this yeah. mountain, this, this trail. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And mm-hmm. so the children are left. Right. To only fulfill expectations of the parent who's obsessed with their own false image. Any, you know, and then in, in the overt narcissist. Mm, overt, overt, overt. <laughs> okay. uh, they will. They expect that uh, the narcissistic parent to will lead the way and expect the children to exceed their expectations. Oh, wow. Anything less than one hundred percent is failure. <sighs> That's damaging. That is damaging because you know there are some kids that are they cannot. And, and you know, the narcissist, you might have a kid that just cannot achieve that. And then you are breaking their spirit. You know, and the reality is individuals that are just average, mm-hmm. are these are the ones that are most successful. Yes. Yeah. And that's true. I mean, I, I, you know, grew up, I put most of this on myself. I always tried to make A's and tried to make a hundreds and, and wanted to do really great. Um, and then I realized when it was my doctoral program, why did I do that? <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was great and good and everything like that, but I missed out on some things. So we, we really tried not to force our kids into that box of making hundreds all the time. You know, 
any success is ultimately given to God. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm, I mean, I'm not the smartest, uh, sharpest. Yes, you body. are. You're very smart. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. But, you know, God, I work hard. You we, do. You, know, we, we you work study. Hard. You yeah, work hard. Uh, absolutely. Uh, but, um, yeah, some some of the most potent tactics from narcissists is labeling. Mm. So when dealing with the narcissistic people, mm-hmm. labeling is is really the first thing. They love labels. They Nar- do. The narcissists love labels um, because it gives them incredible power, or at least mm-hmm. perceived that they have incredible power. Yes. Uh, and, you know, if they are able to call you a loser, a failure, stupid, weak, needy, mm. then that gives them – they're bullies. Yeah, they're, they're bullies. bullies. They are. They feel powerful. Yeah. But they just really are insecure. They are, yeah. And, and people don't realize how insecure they really are underneath all that. Yeah, it's just a it's just an appearance. It's a front. Yep. Yep. Displacement. They will often ignore, flee from unpleasant feelings mm-hmm. uh, that may emerge from uh, indirectly as disowned aspects of themselves. True. And they will have little tolerance for painful emotions from others. Mm-hmm. And so they will displace any pain that they may perceive because they don't want to experience Absolutely. onto innocent individuals within their family or in their group. Mm-hmm. And that's tough. That can be very tough. That's where you get all these roles. Yeah. You get uh, maybe the comedian. Mm-hmm. You get the scapegoat, mm-hmm. the black sheep. Mm-hmm. You get the peacemaker. You have all these roles that are created, the golden child. Yeah. Uh, that's the way the narcissist looks powerful. Absolutely. Yeah. And we've talked about those various roles. Check back with our other podcasts and look at that. Yeah. We've talked about those different roles. Uh, Exaggerating. Mm. Narcissists uh, tend to characterize by distorted views of self and others in the world around them. Right. So they will say, you know, you know, that uh, your outfit's so ugly (laughs) or you're just dumb. Sure. The things you do are always wrong. Yeah. You're the worst in history. Yeah. Just all or nothing, and it's all negative. Mm-hmm. All negative. And when they're talking about themselves, or it's all positive. Right to the positive. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Stonewalling. Oh, uh, yes. Uh, Explain again what stonewalling is to those who don't know. Stonewalling is basically when they're wrong, but they're not, but uh, they're not, they're not backing down, but they just go into maybe silent treatment or sulking. Right. They're really trying to make you feel really bad. Yes. Yeah. And what happens is usually people around them uh, usually get tired of it and just say, oh, you know, it's my fault. I'm sorry. And they'll admit it even though they haven't done anything. Right. Yeah. And it just goes on and on. It's a manipulation tactic. It is. Right. Scapegoating. Mm. They blame others for their problems. Yes. Uh, They gain power. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, they, you know, they, they, they will even find a scapegoat within the family dynamic. Mm-hmm. Usually the scapegoat is the most honest and really truthful. Right. Uh, but no one wants to cr- create conflict. And yeah. so that scapegoat is made to be a black sheep. Yeah. Yep. Basically all for all time in the family dynamics. Intimidation. Yes. They tend to be bullies. True. They're very ver. It could be verbal, psychological, emotional, uh, sometimes even physical. Mm-hmm. Usually not. Usually not. But sometimes even physical. Right. So when dealing with this, I think, um, you know, really, really, what do you do as far as if you're in a situation like this? Mm-hmm. 
I think, obviously, there needs to be a great leaning on people that are honestly going to support you. Yes. And give you encouragement. Yes. Uh, and your faith. Faith yes. is huge. Like, if your family is not going to be your support system, you need to find an outside support system. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you're gonna you're you're going to be looking at yourself as the way the narcissist is pegging you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you need that support system. You need that Christian support system. Um, so definitely look outside of your family if you're in that situation and find a support system. Find like I like to call it my tribe. You know, find them that are going to come alongside you and lift you up and let you realize you're not what your narcissistic family is saying you are. And and you know I. If if you're an adult, you mm-hmm. can cut ties. I mean, right. it's hard, still hard. It's hard. You can uh, you can have good boundaries. You yeah. can you know get at new resources. You can reparent yourself. You get your own counseling and uh, new friends and uh, new support. But as children, mm-hmm. it's hard. You're stuck. It is hard, and so that's where teachers, counselors, it's very important. And and I know, I know teachers. I know your job is hard. I have been there. I have done that. I get it. I know your job is hard. But if there is a child growing up in a narcissistic family, you've got to basically be that person that's going to support them and call in other, you know, staff in the school to help support that person as well, um, or that child, because you want to be there for them. So teachers, as I said, I know it's it's a hard job. Goodness, it is. But try to look for those children that are really down and out on themselves, because they may are really acting up, they may be in a a family that's narcissistic. And, And you know that when you have, you know, when you have, conferences and things of that nature you you know now you're a teacher yes background for many years yes what do you look out for that you can say this kid's probably you know mm-hmm. in, in a narcissistic family uh and i need to try to be encouraging maybe give yeah. a little more attention to this child First of all, you look for a child that has narcissistic tendencies that can show it. You look for a child on the other side of things that is so quiet Mm -hmm. and so inside their shell that they don't talk. You also look for that class clown because that class clown sometimes is acting out because Mm -hmm. they're not getting the positive attention that they need at home. So you look for those things. So those are three things that you need to look for in your classroom and, you know, get other teachers, other staff members, custodians. Oh my goodness. Any custodians listening to us that work in the school system, you're so important. School secretaries, you can minister to those kids as well. So please know that just because you are doing other jobs in the school doesn't mean that you cannot minister because you definitely can. And you can help that child that is in a narcissistic family and you can support them and be that difference, be that person that made a difference in their life where they can look back and someday, you know, that person really took an interest in me and that helped me become or escape this narcissistic family um, because I had other support. So I just don't think that everybody in the school system in different schools, I don't think that y'all always realize the difference that you can make. You know, you know, I remember what was it in in uh, the school you worked at? William. 
William. Oh, William and Natalie. William, he was the custodian. He was a custodian. Head custodian. They both no. were. And well, they not were, him. He was they were active parts. Oh, my goodness. And uh, yes. I, was, I was mentoring at that mm-hmm, time. Mm-hmm. And they played an active role in the kids. As far oh, as, yeah. You know, Absolutely. I think spotting things like you're talking about. Yeah. I, the most, um, Annie, too. Annie, she's retired. I don't know if William and Allie still work there or not. But, yeah, they were active with the kids. They didn't just do their cleaning. They yeah. they did their they did their job and they also I feel looked at it as a ministry and would talk to the kids and check on them and things like that and I think that's very important. Wow, this is good. This is good. Yeah. All right. Well, we appreciate everybody listening and please remember that God can take your mess, turn to a message for His glory, for your good. Goodbye. Goodbye.